you are listening to the wild soul podcast a podcast for the wild ones join me your host queen namaste as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path from wild inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between because really who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum Hey, Soul Fam. Welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. I am your host, Queen Namaste, and this is the podcast where we talk about all things wild. Thank you for being here. If you're a returning listener, what's up, what's up? And if you're new, welcome to the show. I honor you. Thank you for being here on this planet, for showing up, doing good shit, hopefully. (laughs) And thank you for listening to this podcast. Today, you get to listen to a really wonderful human. Her name is Amy Dempster, and she talks to trees. So if you're a first-time listener, you might be like, what the hell am I getting myself into? But um, the podcast is called Wild Souls, so I interview people from all over the world, every different type of walk of life, who are shifting and lifting the consciousness of this planet, and Amy is no exception. She opens portals. She talks to trees, spirits. She helps spirits go to the other side. Literally, we talk about a lot of stuff on this episode, and I feel that it's very important that we talk about this kind of stuff in this particular time, 2021. Um, if you don't know, now you know. I feel that we are in a spiritual war, which is going on, and we just have to learn how to be sovereign in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, and lead with love. And just know how to deal with the energies that are confronting us on every day. And this episode will help you with that. And Amy is a wonderful person. She also has a podcast as well. Her podcast is called The Earth Keepers. And she also has a Earth Tenders Academy, which is an online journey to help you establish your connection to your ancient ancestors to learn how to communicate with seen and unseen forces in your environment and offer healing energy to places in need. And when I heard that in our podcast, it made sense to me right away, even though I never really thought about it, but humans being conduits from energy that's coming out from outer space, from all over the place and coming to and through us to transmute and send to others. It's pretty magical. Humans are really cool and we haven't been told or taught this from an early age because it's been suppressed, but I really do feel that this time and age is a beautiful time to be alive. Things are shifting and lifting. Humans are waking up to their power and stepping into their power. And this is just a perfect episode for you to listen to, to help facilitate that. So without further ado, here is Amy Dempster. Amy, welcome to the Wild Soul Podcast. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yes. The first question I always ask my guests is, who are they? So who is Amy? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, I tend to refer to myself as uh, an earth tender or earth keeper, but I'm a shamanic Uh, practitioner um, and really work deeply with um, the earth, the spirits of the land, earth energies, portals, grids, all of those types of things. Wow, so cool. Have you always been doing this? Like this just come from like when you were a little child, did you experience this or was this something that you kind of grew into? Tell me about that. Yeah, it really came through much clearer as an adult. You know, I think I think it's interesting because kids, of course, are naturally interested in the natural world. And so, you know, communication in, from nature can be so subtle sometimes. I try and think back and I'm like, I mean, I'm sure I was talking to bugs and leaves and trees <laughs> as a, you know, a smaller child, but um definitely really came through much more as an adult. And, um, you know, I was on a spiritual path on a journey for a number of years before um, moving to Montana, where I live now. And it was after that time that I was out, you know, I'd be out on my walks in my neighborhood on a regular basis. And I started hearing messages in my head that clearly I didn't put there, (laughs) you know, that it was like little whispers or sounding like 
you know, like I was talking to myself, except it wasn't me. Um, and I really started putting together kind of over time, like these messages are coming from the trees and the trees are, um, asking me to do things or communicating with me or um, sharing things with me. And so it was really, once I kind of put those pieces together, then it really, you know, took me in a whole nother direction as to what is happening <laughs> and like, what does this mean? And, you know, how do I um, how communicate back? And so that's really what kind of set me off on this path. So when you were hearing like voices and stuff, did you think you were crazy? Did you think you're going totally? <laughs> I mean, partially. Um, it was, I, you know, I felt comfortable that you know I wasn't, you know, I hadn't lost my marbles, but I also didn't feel comfortable telling anybody else about it. Like it, it did feel um, weird enough that I was like, I can't, I can't tell other people that I'm doing this, and that's actually kind of how my blog got started in the first place. Was I just really um, initially anonymously wanted to um, keep track of the things that were happening. Cause you know, you forget, especially you're like, oh, didn't I have that one dream or didn't I feel like this happened, but you can't remember after a number of months. And so I was like, I just want a place to be writing all of this down. And so um, that's really how it started was just for my own purposes. And then um, it, people started finding it and saying, I'm having these experiences too. So it was kind of through that process that I realized this isn't, this isn't crazy. <laughs> this is really happening and it's happening to a lot of people and, you know, happens naturally actually if you're um, open to it. Huh. So did this happen a while ago or how long, when did you start hearing the trees? Like <sighs> that was early 2014. So it's been, you know, I don't know, seven, seven, almost seven years now. So it really was. And, you know, it wasn't as easy to find information then, you know, I definitely was looking on the internet or looking for books and there'd be little bits and pieces or lots of things about like communicating with animals, um, but not as much about nature in general. I think it's becoming a lot more common now, but um, it really was a process of kind of figuring it out piece by piece for myself. Yeah, because I was going to ask you, like, how did you, how did you figure out how to talk to, like, the trees after all this was happening to you? And I want to talk about your blog for a quick second. Like, what is the deal with hawks? Because last year, like, before coming into 2020, 2021, it, um, <laughs> I saw so many last year. <laughs> what is this? And I moved and I went to this place that I didn't really know anything about, like a new town. And I was just in nature all the time. And I was kind of feeling like, I'm like, are, are like, are the spirits talking to me? Like, I just feel, I felt so great in nature. And I'm like, I feel like I'm going in through portals right now. Like the, the trees, I'd be on a trail, but like the trees would go come in towards each other. And I'm like, I feel like this is a portal. Like, but I could be totally <laughs> just it up. So <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and this is really funny because I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, that because so many people say it, like they find me because they're having these kind of experiences with hawks. So they're looking it up and they, they find me. And so yesterday I was thinking like the hawk, like the group, you know, beings that are hawks, like they must have some, you know, purpose <laughs> on earth in helping, assisting with the great awakening, right? Because there's so many people who um, really make, make that connection with, with hawks in that way. And they really do. And that's what happened to me was, um, back in 2008, actually, I just started having, um, you know, kind of unusual interactions with them. So, you know, more so than just seeing them in my environment or when I would see them, you know, just in driving to work, I could count like 20 or 25 of them, like way more than, uh, you know, two or three that I would normally see. And, um, and so that's really what kind of got me started initially of just like exactly the same questions you're asking. Like, is this a family member communicating with me? Is this a message? Is this, what is this? Because it was happening so much and was so, felt so directed at me personally. You know, it would happen when nobody else was around. It was very, you know, specific. And um, that was really what kind of got me started on just asking the bigger questions and, and trying to find out. So I think hawks are, you know, conspiring to <laughs> help wake us up. <laughs> Did 
Okay, so you saw so many at one time. So then I guess like you just asked the question because you were just noticing like, hey, there's a lot of hawks around. Like, I just need to look this up clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, truly, I never got a real answer, but it kind of set me again, like on this path, on this journey. Like I had some intuitive reading saying what's with the hawks and everybody was like, I don't know. It's kind of weird. You're right. Like there, there's something going on, but nobody really could quite, you know, tell me, oh, this is exactly what it was, which I think was the point, right? It, it continued, it made me continue asking questions and continue um, finding out more. And really what I've come to after this number of years now is they're really kind of show up in that way for me now when um, just to like show me I'm on the right path, like you're going the right direction. This is the right thing. Keep going. You know, you're protected. You're watched over. That, that type of feeling is really what I, what I get from them now. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna ask you to like fast forward like six, seven years later. Um, can you talk about like grids and portals and stuff? Because there's, you know, people say like at ancient sites like in Egypt or Tulum or all like Machu Picchu, there's all these like secret like yeah grids and can you can you explain what any of those mean or like what you're doing in Montana? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so, and grids are everywhere. They're energetic, you know, um, well, there's energetic grids in the earth and there's energetic grids outside of the earth as well. Um, and it's really, I'm, there's probably layers and layers of, you know, kind of what they do and how they work and whatnot, but really it's, um, you know, the electromagnetic frequency um, running through the earth and, you know, at places that they cross or um, in some cases, just places where people have worked with them more, um, they may feel more energized. You may pick them up more in places like, you know, sacred sites, Egypt, things like that. Um, but they're, they're everywhere. And my experience, it really started again with just kind of like being drawn in and, and um, a mountain here closely uh, really kind of started working with me and kept showing me kind of in my mind's eye um, grids that kind of came out from the mountain and went through the area um, where I lived. And I was getting information or being requested to kind of help shift the energy. So places where the energy was stuck or not moving um, had been interrupted by, you know, a construction project, a highway, a, um, you know, a dam on a river or something like that. And really just like helping me, showing me, you know, it, you know do it like this, move the energy like this, get things going, re make reconnections, those types of things. And um, because really, you know, just a lot of them have been disrupted over the years. Um, there's also a lot of energy that comes in, you know, from outside, from the sun, especially, um, that needs to get kind of like anchored down and distributed out through the earth. And so um, people can help with that as well, um, kind of stepping down that energy um, into the earth so that it makes it available um, to the people who live in that area. So um, that's been my experience with grids. I mean, it gets much more kind of complicated <laughs> the more I do it um, but it's also you know that all of these spirits of the land like they they want to work with us and they want to help and it's it's through our human bodies that we're able to anchor this kind of energy work into current reality so because um, that's where I felt initially was well what do you need me for <laughs> if, if you know what needs to be done you know why why can't the spirits just take care of this but it really needs to be anchored into our 3d reality and so us working together with um the spirits and these other dimensions or on the other side of the veil is really helping um make that happen huh wow i feel like i just had an epiphany listening to you about all that does that make it on me <laughs> like, like yeah humans are here to be the conduit you know, from like where all of these energies are coming from. And that made so much sense to like anchor in stuff coming not from earth, even to like with the sun codes, I've been hearing a lot about that recently. And especially with like the conjunction yesterday. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> yeah, like, why do they need us? Like apparently, I mean, not apparently humans are very powerful beings and we're just programmed when we're born to like not recognize that. So mm -hmm. 
that's really cool that you said that because I also was like, well, why me? Like, how can I actually do that? <laughs> like, we can, we just haven't been taught yeah. so it's like a self teaching thing, which for myself, I'm like, can someone just tell me how to do it? It's hard to <laughs> like, you know, okay, this is how you do it. But wow, very interesting. So when you work with like the, the sacred portals or the grids around your home, do you have to like do it often or do it like once a month or like how, what does that consist of? Yeah. So it kind of depends on the portal or the grid or what's going on. Um, I have, there's seven portals on the land here where I live that I've worked with the last three well, no, actually, I was here for about a year and a half before they asked me to open them. Um, so it's been actually two years on the solstice. So just this week um, that I've been working with these um, portals here. And so initially there was a lot of work because they hadn't been functioning. They hadn't been here. So opening up, it's... Um, it's really like a balancing um, and a calibration of the energy and there's some work involved to um, just make sure that they're vibrating at a frequency where um, the energies that are using them are coming, you know, are matching with that vibration. And initially it was, it was a regular thing. I would have to check in on if we had like a really windy day, I'd have to like make sure nothing got disturbed. Um, but really over a couple of years now of working with the energy, working with the spirits, like it's pretty mellow. <laughs> like everybody kind of has their jobs figured out um, of what, who needs to do what. And um, yeah, they'll usually kind of show me or come to me if there's something specific that's, that's needed. But um, I was kind of joking with somebody this week. I'm like, I don't think they need me anymore. They just do their thing. And like, <laughs> sometimes they'll tell me what's going on, but <laughs> it's, wow. um, it's very self, very self-sustaining now, but I'll, I'll be asked to do, you know, specific projects or work kind of in the greater area. Um, sometimes we, you know, sent off to work on, on something that needs work. So like, you'll just hear voices and it'll be like, Amy, you need to go do this. <laughs> it's think. usually, I sometimes, um, it's, for me, it's usually kind of a combination. So I do a lot of channeled writing. Um, so sometimes it's just a matter of sitting down, um, to channel and the, and it'll just come through that way about like, you need to go here, you need to go there, or, you know, get some specifics. Um, they'll show me pictures in my mind's eye. And sometimes I don't know. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go show up at this place and see what comes through. And so it is kind of an adventure sometimes that, um, you know, they'll, they'll show me something and I'll think, I don't even know that I can get there. I'm not sure that there's public access in that location or what. And like every time I'll turn up and I'll be like, Oh, the gate's unlocked or, Oh, there, like there really is a way to get to this place they're showing me. So like they always work it out <laughs> wherever I need to go. Very cool. So like when you say they, do you work with like specific spirits or is it like a million different ones all the time or it's work? really interesting and it's changed a lot this year or I should say my understanding of it has changed a lot this year um, sometimes it's specific spirits in a spe specific place lots of times it is if there's um, if I'm being asked to go somewhere specific it's usually those spirits that are aware there's an issue or um, would like something done and um, will come and communicate with me in that way as far as you know my specific guides and whatnot that I work with what I really realized more than anything this year is, you know, we really are stepping into this like next level multi-dimensional um, experience here on earth. And so a lot of the guides that I've worked with the last few years, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, they're just me. Like, it's just me, <laughs> like, but I'm, it's another piece of me in another dimension. And so, you know, all of these times that I've thought like, oh, these are guides outside of me that are like, choosing to work with me. It's like, no, they're just, it's just me doing this work in all of these different places at all of the same time. So um, that's been kind of a fun experience this year to <laughs> put those pieces together. It's so wild to think about that actually, because I heard something, I was listening to like a webinar and she was saying like, yeah, there's you in so many different dimensions, like living out so many different timelines right now. And I'm like, ah, what? But yeah, I guess my, my logical brain, 3D brain can like get behind that to some degree. It's just, yeah, crazy to think about. It is. And it starts, it starts being a, like a brain, 
brain bender. <laughs> you start like every question that's answered creates 10 more questions, you know, but um, there was some, there was a Stargate portal that opened here earlier this year. And so I was asking a specific uh, spirit, like what, how did that get there? What, what is it? I don't know what that is. And the spirit literally just shrugged at me and was like, you put it there. I'm like, I don't, I don't remember putting that there. So it's those types of pieces where I'm like, oh, another me, another version of me put it there. And there is a part of me that knows exactly what it is and how it works. And, and to a certain extent, it kind of helps us understand, like, we don't, we don't necessarily have to work that hard, you know, kind of in this body, in this, you know, reality, because we do know all of these things and we can kind of just like connect with that version of ourselves that knows. Um, and ask them for help or ask them what needs to be done. Well, I just got so excited for a second. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like we're going to be like magical creatures that yeah, literally can do magic and don't have to work so hard for stuff. Like totally. <laughs> it's going to be so yeah, fun. It's so That's, fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So if like someone's super interested and like wants to, talk to trees or just like if someone's really drawn to nature like for myself like especially in 2020 I had to go outside I was like I need to go outside every day to feel sane and even just stand there and just breathe like are there certain areas that are more um, energetic like forests or beach is more powerful like if someone wanted to start a routine or just start talking to spirit like how would you go about doing that yeah well I mean any anywhere outdoors is magical and we've been trained to think that some places are more magical than others certainly there are places where the energy feels more potent you know the further you get away from people or you know cell phones and all of these types of things but um, I know especially this year and especially during lockdowns at some point people were like I can't go anywhere all the parks are closed You know, what am I what do I do like you can stand on concrete because concrete conducts the energy of the earth So even if all you have is a concrete patio or, or a garage, you know You can you can do that and you can connect with the earth and you know Even in a high-rise in a big city like there's still earth beneath you So you can always always connect with the earth wherever you are, but Certainly, if you can get out into a park, into nature, you know, where there are, um, yeah, trees or a beach, you know, obviously all of those places, there's all these um, negative ions being released into the atmosphere that make us feel good. Like it, it energetically connects to us. Our bodies are constantly looking for um, resonance in our environment and it's looking for other electromagnetic things to resonate with and so if you're in your house and you're on your computer all day that's what it's resonating with but when you go outside and you're with the trees then your energy completely shifts and that energy in nature is healing it's our it's our um, I'm not coming up with the right word, but it's our natural way of being. Um, our body connects with nature in that way. So that's why we like to put our hands on trees or sit on the ground with our back against a tree or hug a tree. <laughs> it just, it feels good because our body is able to connect with it in that way. So sometimes it's just as simple as that. You can just be in these spaces and you will feel better. You'll feel, you know, restored in that way but if you want to go kind of the next level and really be communicating and connecting with these energies um, the first tip i always have is just to slow down and we are so accustomed to going about our lives like walking really fast talking really fast doing everything you know at our human speed all of the time and nature just moves a lot slower so when you do go outside and you do go for a walk or you're being intentional about it, I always suggest like whatever your normal speed of walking is, cut it in half or even cut it in half again <laughs> if you're a really fast walker. Um, and you just want to be able to really take in your surroundings and notice things that you maybe would have walked right past. And again, it's really subtle and it's nature. So it might be, I was out for a walk the other day and, and being very mindful about how I was walking. And there was a white pine tree that was the most brilliant shade of green. And it was different than every other white pine in this 
area. And so something just as subtle as that is, you know, a treat even saying like, come over here, come closer. Like I want to be noticed. And so having the time when you're out walking to not only see those things and notice those things, but then to stop and, you know, touch the tree, touch the plant, look at the flower, tell it it's beautiful. <laughs> you know, those really kind of basic things initially. And you'll start feeling, you know, kind of a response, um, you know, back and forth. And it, again, it might, it's, it might be different initially than hearing voices in your head. You know, it might just be a warmth in your heart. It might be, you know, that a breeze picks up right when you, you know, share something and, and um, say something to the, the plant or the tree. And it really is, again, if it's a place you're going regularly, they're going to start to know you and trust you and feel like you want to develop a partnership. And a lot of people tell me that when they first even just interact with the tree, the response from the tree is nobody's ever talked to me before. And so, you know, it's, I know it's so sad. And then also like, that's your opportunity. There's just like, nobody ever talks to me. <laughs> so they have to kind of learn to communicate with you as well. Huh. But you know, I mean, like that makes so much sense that you're like, yeah, keep going back to the same area. Well, duh. Yeah. And yeah. I think we think it's, um, it's going to take a lot of time. But if you think about the life of a tree um, or a plant in general, but a tree, especially in a natural place, like you coming once a week is a lot to a tree. <laughs> it yeah. doesn't, you know, I mean, it's great if it can be every day, but um, even once a week is a lot. That's more than they're seeing most other humans. <laughs> that makes me so sad for them. They're so like, cause I live in British Columbia. So there's a lot, I think it's probably similar to Montana. It's a lot of forests. Yeah, probably. Trees. And, um, I live right by a river. I'm so happy. Like where, I don't know. It's just a different area. Cause I'm, I'm by mountains, but if you, there's a, there's a, a pretty big river and then there's a bridge and then you go to the other parts of the city and it's mm -hmm. all flat and there's no mountains on that side and it definitely feels different yeah like the energy the vibe is just different so I'm on the mountain side I can see the mountains like from my window I'm a block away from like a tiny little river with a huge waterfall if you walk long enough oh beautiful oh uh, yeah beautiful it's so good it just nature just makes you feel awesome and i'm glad you're like yeah like touch trees hug trees i do that <laughs> i do that so like, people probably think i'm insane when we there. <laughs> we're always worried about hugging a tree and somebody's gonna see us but <laughs> i just keep saying it gives other people permission to do it so oh, if you feel that. if you feel comfortable doing it do it if not just put your hand up <laughs> oh my gosh so so slow down just like take in your surroundings and like say someone were like, yeah, okay, I'm going to put my hand on this tree, close my eyes. And then I guess you would just kind of notice any sensations or like intuitive hits or whatever, like sometimes. Yeah. And you can, voice. you know, share your heart energy while you're touching that tree, you know, send it into the tree and see if the tree kind of responds or sends, sends anything back. But yeah, it really is. It's like the intuitive messages come in where you'll, you know, the tree might show you a picture. Um, that that's one of the biggest things about learning how to communicate with trees or plants or that type of thing is number one, they're learning to communicate with us too. So we can't, you know, beat ourselves up for <laughs> sometimes it taking a while to, to figure it out, but um, they don't always communicate in words. So it might be pictures. It might be sounds. It might be, you know, a bird coming and landing in, in the branch because, you know, everything is connected in their environment all around them. And so it's remembering and having us, you know, step back into that ecosystem in that same way. So you have to be very observant to your surroundings to, um, to get accustomed to how they're sending you those messages. And, and you know, different trees um, have different personalities, just like people, different, um, different ways to communicate, different, um, different types of things. So it is, I mean, it is a practice for us as well. Yeah, I mean, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying is sometimes I'm very not observant at all. I'm like, wow, that was there. How long was that there? <laughs> and I'm the same way. <laughs> so it is sometimes we do have to be just really deliberate. Like this walk that I'm going on today is specific to 
you know, connect in this way. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of that, just setting your intention when you step into a place like that and letting the energies know, like, I'm here to communicate. I'm not just here on a, you know, fitness walk today. And, you know, that can open, open totally new doors. I am totally doing that today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. You'll have to tell me what happens. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. Very cool. Very cool. So on your, um, on your sheet that you emailed me, there are some questions too. So let's, I want to actually ask you about that because haunted houses, I know, that, <laughs> I know they're a thing. Um, yeah, I've had some experience with haunted houses, or I don't know if it was the house necessarily, or if it was the person that was legit haunted, like spirits following them. Um, and I've never had a basement where it's super creepy, but I've had friends. So yeah, let's talk about that. Like if someone's, I guess, thinks their house is haunted, like, is that something that you specialize in, like clearing the houses and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I do specific um, readings and, and healings on, oftentimes it's the land in addition to the house itself. But if there's a lot of activity going on in the house, um, I'll, that will be pointed out to me <laughs> when, I, when I do the reading, if there's something that, um, that needs assistance. But yeah, I mean, haunted houses are usually... Um, exactly what we think of. There are people who have passed away and are still hanging around, basically. And so most of the time, though, it's not, it's not dark, it's not negative, it's not any of those things. It's just that in our culture, we haven't developed and we don't have really good um, processes or um, we don't collectively agree on what happens and what you have to do after you pass away. And so um, people either pass away and they don't know it. That's very, very common when you interact with a ghost is that you just have to inform them that they've passed away. They're, they are continuing on just without a body. And so they're still, you know, cooking how, dinner in your kitchen. <laughs> so how, how do they not realize that they pass? Like they just, that was the passing just too traumatic for them. Like they thought that they weren't ready. And just yeah, a lot of times it's that it's when, when it, they pass away unexpectedly or very suddenly. And um, it's actually an interesting way to think about kind of how these dimensions work and how, you know, the nature of our reality being a lot more flexible than maybe we realize. And that, even when you are separated from your body, you are still continuing on. And so um, sometimes it is just, and it's usually a quick conversation. They've usually noticed maybe something isn't quite right, <laughs> you know, or um, isn't as it's supposed to be, or maybe that they're repeating the same thing over and over. Um, and so it is, it's, first of all, remembering that usually these, like, these are people's family members. These are people's loved ones and they just need a little bit of help to get to the other side. And there, um, there really is like kind of a window of time after you pass away to get all the way, you know, to the light, they might say, but back reconnected to source energy. And, and then that window closes after a handful of days. And so if people don't know that they're supposed to do that or that, um, or there isn't somebody in their life or whatnot that comes in spirit and communicates with them and, and helps them in that way, um, then they're just kind of stuck in the in-between. They're stuck in this dimension without a body. And so it takes somebody, you know, here on earth to reopen that door for them um, and just have a, usually it's a short conversation. There are a handful of them that either need deeper counseling or really did stay here on purpose and think that they have something they have to do. And so it, those, you know, might take a little more conversation, but most of them, you can have a short conversation, um, you know, work with specific, and I, I work with Archangel Michael usually um, to reopen the door and bring their friends or family members that, um, that they know kind of close so they can see them and usually they will go right away. And so, um, you know, a lot of people live with haunted houses or, you know, ghosts around or whatnot, um, without realizing that it's a fairly simple, uh, project <laughs> most of the time to get them to move along. 
Do you think anybody could then like help them move along or do you need a shaman or do you need a priest or anything? In my experience, if you know how it works and you know the basics and you know how to protect your energy and that type of thing, it's something that anybody can do. There are people in my experience who it is part of their specific gifts to do this work. And they're usually the one, they get the hard cases usually. <laughs> so <laughs> they get the, the ones that need counseling usually sent to them. Um, and I always say, usually, oftentimes they don't know that this is a gift that they have. These are the people who usually say to me, my bedroom is full of spirits all the time, every night, they're there, they're coming into my dreams, they're standing in my bedroom, it's really, really busy in my house, and it's been that way my whole life, you know? Um, those are usually the people who, it's showing up as an opportunity for them to learn and understand and assist. Of course, we can always choose. We have free will. <laughs> we can choose to do that or not do that. Um, but we're in control of the process. And that's what I always like people to understand as well. Like you, if you don't want spirits standing in your bedroom at night, they don't have to be there. Um, but nobody tells us how, you know, how to clear them out or what to do with them or what they want. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, so interesting because um, I had a, an ex-boyfriend who I, I think like had spirit. I, honestly, in my opinion, <laughs> he probably is someone that well can help the spirits, but he's um, closed off to that part of himself. Like we, I even told him to go to a medium and she's like, well, spirit, there's a lot of spirits around you and like, they're very interested in you and stuff. And we would have like scary, just like the stove would turn on by itself. Like stuff would move. We'd wake up at three in the morning all the time. Like it was just exhausting. And I'm like, can you do it something about this, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Most people in that situation are exhausted and because it is, it's a lot of energy. It's in your space all the time. And um, I mean, most of us don't want to live that way. And, but usually a couple of things have happened. Either people have had really, um, experiences that really scared them. Um, and so they shut everything down and they push everything away and, you know, they don't want it around at all. Um, which is, you know, possible. They may still kind of try and interact. Um, but it'll be pretty much shut down. Uh, or it's the other way and there's no boundaries and there's no nothing and there's just spirits all the time and and that's it's a lot of energy and when a spirit hasn't crossed over they have to continue getting their energy from somewhere because source energy is what kind of feeds us and um, propels us makes us human on this plane and so when you when you die you disconnect from source energy um, until you get all the way back through the light. So the spirits that are hanging around um, can attach to your energy to draw from um, source energy to keep going on this plane. And so it's, again, we all have free will. We can do, we can do what we want, <laughs> but I suggest that, um, that people have a process for clearing those energies, for keeping their house clear, for keeping them off of your own personal energy, because it can't, it can be a real drain on, um, on your energy over time. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Never even thought about that. Yeah, like, yeah, they need some sort of energy, so they're going to connect with you. Huh. Yeah, because I, I used to watch this show um, when I had cable, but I don't have cable anymore. <laughs> um, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was this, um, like, this detective guy and this medium woman and they would go and help people who they said their houses were haunted and like crazy shit was happening so the um the guy and the woman wouldn't connect with each other like he would do um research on the land and on the house and then she would go into the house with like lots of stuff removed from it so she couldn't see anything and like get the reading on the house and then they would come together and like be like oh like what's the same <laughs> Um, and yeah, that was a lot of the time. It was like either the land, like bad stuff happened on the land a long time ago and, or there was yeah, someone that hadn't passed over. They didn't know that they were dead, what you were saying too. And then that they were latching on and she's like, she would draw stuff and she's like, there's this big like entity, like latching on to your daughter or whatnot. And it's like, oh, like that's like scary to think about for a lot of people, especially if they don't know like what to do and realize that we are like powerful, sovereign beings that have like we can, yeah, what you said for free will, but we can also like command them to like 
get the hell out of out of here. Yep. <laughs> yep. You were like, oh yeah, I'm scared. Like you, but like we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's you know that's the unfortunate thing about fear. And it's hard to say to somebody who is fearful, like just don't be fearful. You know that that's hard to do. Um, but unfortunately, fear creates more fear. And so it becomes this cycle where, um, you know, you're frightened and then something scary happens and then that frightens you more and then that brings more scary things in. And so it really is a process of understanding exactly that. We are sovereign beings. We are connected to source. We're the most, you know, we, we're connected to the most powerful energy in the universe. And, um, you know, and we can, we can decide uh, that they've got to go. They can't be in the house. They can't be here. They can't be, you can, um, you know, if they're really especially uh, distasteful, <laughs> um, you know, they can be handed off to another energy again, like an Archangel Michael or somebody like that. Um, like it's not, it, you know, it, I see it as it's not my decision, like what happens to those energies, right? Like they have their own stuff that needs to be sorted out, but especially if they're really causing trouble and, um, or being, you know, that negative or that, um, damaging to people, I, I don't want to just kick them out of the house and, you know, right. You know, <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Like I want to get them, like, I don't want them bothering anybody. And so that's, you know, I'll get them handed off to an energy who can decide, um, yeah. what needs to be done with them. You want to get them to the light as much as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what's the deal with basements? Is there anything in basements? <laughs> well, basements are just creepy because we don't use them very much usually. So, and, and so like nobody, it's a boundary thing again. Nobody tells the ghosts they can't be there. So it's like party zone. They're not getting in anybody's way. <laughs> So, um, so it is just a matter of, it feels creepy or it feels like there's something down there probably because there is. And, and you're also, you're in the earth. And so if there's any kind of trauma that's held in the earth or anything that's, you know, happened in that area, you, you may feel that too. Sometimes it's, you know, my job a lot of times with these readings is like peeling back the layers and, you know, okay, well we have some ghosts and we also have some trauma and we also have, you know, like there's all these different things that kind of have to be, um, sorted out and dealt with one at a time. But, um, yeah, basements, if you have a creepy basement, like use it, go down there, get the lights on, um, you know, get the air moving if you can the you know barns are like this a lot that where people store all their stuff and then never go out there <laughs> you know it's like open the doors open the you know open the windows if you've got them like start um bringing energy and life into the space to um you know make it yours and and make it a space that you use huh <laughs> yeah i guess because like if so if nobody's using an energy space like yeah say barn for example like are are like if human spirits are they attached to one sort of place i guess like if no one was really in the barn before could like a spirit that had no relation to the barn be like yo this is dope and i want to live here like how does that work <laughs> <laughs> it could be, yeah. It depends on the spirit. Again, it's very specific of like, yeah, are they just wandering around or do they feel very attached to one place and they're staying in that place? Um, it can be residual energy that's not necessarily an actual spirit, but the energy of people who use that space or were in that space before. So, um, so yeah, it can just be sometimes like congregating spirits from a general area that um that end up in a in a space like a barn hmm. very cool i'm learning a lot yeah <laughs> it's like every every place is different it's always like again it's like an adventure when i'm like all right show me what's happening at this place <laughs> so cool though um and you have like do you have um a course to help people learn how to tap into their gifts this way and like you have a podcast too right yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I have a podcast called the Earth Keepers podcast where I talk about all of these <laughs> weird multidimensional uh, experiences and really kind of share a lot of my own personal experiences. And then I have a course called the Earth Tenders Academy, which really is it's a, um, you know, self study, go at your own pace, 
um, online course, but it really walks you through kind of the, from the beginning, some of these things that we're talking about, um, clearing your house, setting boundaries, um, office hours for spirit. If you're somebody who does have a lot of, you know, spirits coming to you, like some of the kind of basic um, energy management, how to be safe when you're, you know, working in this way. And um, then really goes through much deeper into connecting with the land. So getting to know the land where you live, getting to know the spirits of the land where you live, your ancient ancestors, um, and getting into some of the more um, multi-dimensional things like portals and grids and um, that type of thing. And then really culminating with how do you do healing work with the land? How exactly do you, how do you do this clearing? How do you cross spirits over? Um, you know, how, how do you do all of these things? Because it's, it's unique and different for each person. And we all kind of came into this world with all of these gifts. And so it really is kind of a matter of um, uncovering them and finding um, what's, you know, what's your special sauce? What, <laughs> what, what, what is it that um, you do when it comes to this kind of healing work? So, yeah. That is, yeah, it's so cool to think about like, yeah, we came with these gifts and it's kind of like ours to discover, which is so exciting. It's like, Oh, what, what are my magical powers? What, what am I capable of? What can I do? Yeah. Um, that sounds really cool. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't know. It and is. And it's cool for me. I love like seeing and hearing all of these things. Cause I think also we've, um, especially those of us who are healers or who are kind of do this work, um, we feel, or we have kind of pigeonholed ourselves into, you know, like, well, I do Reiki or I do shamanic healing or I do, you know, and what we find is that we've had all, again, all of these other lives, all these other versions of us that know how to do all of these things. And so when our gifts are kind of opening, it feels weird because you don't know what it is. <laughs> you know, you're like, well, I, I do Reiki, but I also do this other thing, but I don't know what that is. And so um, it's fun for me to see people explore this and really find, um, find what their gifts are and how to put these things together into what we need now today in, in New Earth. <laughs> New Earth! Yeah! Okay, I am, we're going like, to um, end it pretty quick here, but I wanted to talk to you about that specifically, like new earth energy christ consciousness like going forward 2021 like what can humans do like from the newbie to the expert and all this stuff like what is something that we can do for 2021 i don't know like yeah. wherever you want to go with i know it. i'm like i don't even know about 2021 yet every time i feel into it i'm just like i don't know we i gotta get there first <laughs> but but it really is i mean um, I think what we're really seeing and having the opportunity to explore is this new earth, which works totally different than the earth we've lived on up until now. And so I think even just experiencing and exploring and normalizing these experiences and talking about them, sharing about them, making it again, be just like a regular thing that, um, that we interact with the earth in this way, that we interact with the other versions of ourselves this way. And you know, that really this, this Christ consciousness is all about like our own ascension, like, you know, being, you know, bringing that into our embodied experience on earth and that, you know, we're not all trying to get out of here, but that we're realizing it's all coming in here and it's all coming through us. And so um, really feeling into, uh, you know, what can I, what can I do as a human embodied on this earth? And um, what kind of, um, what kind of energy can I, can I bring forward in that way? And so I'm really excited about what's going to, what's coming in the next few years. <laughs> Me too. I'm really happy that you said what you said at the beginning, because it was like an aha moment for me, like us being the physical beings, getting the energy from somewhere to somewhere else, like in the world or vice versa, working with energy of the earth to send it out. And such a cool thing to just think about, like how powerful we really are. And I think people are awakening to that aspect of themselves. Is that? Absolutely. Wrong? Absolutely. And, you know, remembering that there are all these cool things that we can do, but also just the fact that we are here is so special and is doing so much to shift the vibration of the earth. So like, 
you know, all you have to do is go grocery shopping and just be in a space with other humans to be sharing that vibration with other people. And so, um, you know, not putting the pressure on ourselves that, that there's all these things we have to be doing, like just, just being here on earth is pretty special. Just being, and yeah, being here present in this moment. Because I did, I read at the beginning of the lockdown, I read A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Mm -hmm. He talks a lot about like finding your purpose and stuff, but he says that your purpose is like to, it, to be in the moment. So right now, our purpose is having this conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm in love with it. <laughs> so <laughs> Me too. So awesome. I love having these conversations. <laughs> Me too. And that's why I, I talk all day. And that's why I love podcasts. It's like the, today's day and age, we're all just like glued to our phones, looking down, just typing and not having like true heart connection. And hopefully podcasts are going to continue to go up from here because yes, that's what humans need is like connection and talking. And I just love connecting with people from like literally around the world. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Being a, yeah. I just like the more we can share our vibe, the more it's amplified. And so, um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I love these opportunities. And I think, you know, when I do get to have, you know, conversations with people like this, where we can just kind of go down all these rabbit holes and he's like, it's just so freeing to be able to talk about these things in just a super normal way. And so, yeah, that's what, that's what I think we're doing with, uh, you with know, these podcasts. I, was, I read like a meme or something the other day. It was like, what a time to be alive. Like we can literally speak our truth and talk about all this crazy stuff without being like feared that we're going to get burnt at the stake or whatever, you know, like what a time. Exactly. Exactly. Time. Yeah. Here we are. What's <laughs> good. Uh, Amy, where can like people find you if they want to like work with you? Yeah, my website is followinghawks.com and you can find all of the ways to work with me, the Earth Tenders Academy, the podcast, everything is there. The podcast is called the Earth Keepers Podcast. And then I have a free Facebook community called the Following Hawks Earth Keepers Community. Beautiful. And what's the Facebook community all about? Just like same peeps on the same journey. <laughs> yeah, lots of sharing like this. So yeah. I mean, it's a it's a great place. I mean, people love that's people love posting their um, pictures of like cool things they see in nature, or you know, kind of checking in about like what vibe does um, are you picking up from this tree and and that type of thing. And um, yeah, just talking more about all of the, these experiences that um, that we're having out with nature and the earth. Thank you for doing what you do. Yeah, thank you, Shannon. It's so great to be here and catch up with you. Thanks, and all the best going forward into our new, yeah, 2021. <laughs> here we go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> uh, we'll Thanks for having me.